to have gotten to the weekend. I have no idea what's going on with my equipment. It has just been, it's been a day with equipment, but that's okay. I am under a firm belief that when you're really doing the right thing, it's like you come under a spiritual attack. Things just don't seem to go right. And it's and that can be a reminder that you're doing the right thing. I'm just saying. This is Always. Weekend Review. And I am here with my buddy and co-host, Adam Rosari. We look at the news of the week. And we have the hard job of unspinning it and uh, then giving you commentary that looks for the God story. And that is our mission. That is what we're doing today. And boy, what a week. Hey, Adam. Hey, hey, Michelle. Hey, I see Michelle's rocking that My Michelle Live beanie. Guys, go to MyMichelleLive.com. Check out the merch section. Gear up. We got some cool stuff. That's right. Swag. Rep the show. If you see me looking down, I'm flirting with my TikTok audience there. Hello. What's up, TikTok? Yeah, we are What's live up? on What's TikTok. Up, and really, I want to encourage you to go and find me, my, find my Michelle Live, the show rather, on TikTok because you not only get live, but you get behind the scenes. So if you really want to see the life and times of a crazy and off the rails talk show host, boom, there it is. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> All right. So, Adam, we are going to take a little looky-see into the world of what's going on on and geez i swear Uh, (laughs) the left coast the left coast is a good way to put that my think about like seattle obviously as part of the left coast and do you did you ever watch the tv show frazier it was on for years all the time i love frazier as a talk show host and yeah yeah. he was in he was on seattle radio right as the character and (laughs) I was like, man, Seattle seems like pretty cool. And just knowing some people from Seattle seems like a pretty cool place. But, man, it's got some issues, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, some issues. I, like I, I am not going to lie. We, I, It's sad and embarrassing because it really is one of the most beautiful places you can ever come to. It is green year-round and it's gorgeous. The vibe of some of the people, man, I was just out with some friends yesterday. Hey, and I had, have you ever had a flaming Spanish coffee? Oh my gosh! Spanish coffee. Yeah, look no. at if, if you are friends with me on Facebook, you gotta look up that video. It was just from last well, night. It was you know, crazy. I'm from Facebook now, Michelle. So, oh, oops, <laughs> awkward. Oh, <God>. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to picture a flaming Spanish coffee, like Cuban coffees, like cortadito. Like those things are like rocket fuel. But what is this flaming Spanish? Oh, coffee? it's just really cool. They sugar the rim. They flame the inside. They burn the not burn, but seal or melt the sugar on the rim. Throw uh, cinnamon on it. Sparks fly. They put rum and Kahlua and coffee and whipped cream all together and it's just really gorgeous this entertaining drink it was you know, I go out with my friends I live in Seattle and I love this place and then you walk by the homelessness and ho row as we call it on Aurora by Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby women who 
in this cold weather are wearing pretty much nothing completely see-through and oh. and you're like driving if you're driving with your kids and it's as though no one cares the homeless oh, the homelessness we spend endless money on it and it's worse than it ever has been but we had a distinction this week in Seattle vice president harris visited seattle right and she ranted about yellow school buses. How many of you have been on yellow school buses? And she wants electric school buses. We don't, I am all for taking care of our environment and making clean energy. The sad thing is that just electric cars and electric school buses, which we overload the system. Hello. Remember a few weeks ago, California, we have these, this idea that it's just a solve all, but you still have to make that energy as well. We don't talk right. about it. Just say well, I saw the video of her cackling about school buses <laughs> and it was just, it's like more of the same from her. And whenever she acts like she's serious about something, that's like, she's like really not serious about it. And, this, and, and thank God for that. Can you imagine just forcing like all electric school buses? You'd have all these parents like, oh man, my kid didn't make it to school today. Oh, we're like facing truancy court because the school bus can never make it to the campus. All of a sudden you've got like gas powered generators on board these electronic school buses as a redundancy to charge it in case you break down in the middle of traffic. It's just, what a bad idea. This is the problem though, Michelle, because we're not actually like solving problems here. We're not letting the market drive us towards solutions. And like you were pointing at as well, what do we like, what kind of power charges a battery? Mostly coal power right now. That's just it. Like all these gas power, all these electric vehicles are being charged by what I think the energy industry calls clean coal. I say that with air quotes just because I don't know the science behind that. Nonetheless, the point is we can't have politicians dictating how we're supposed to live our lives and frankly, making decisions that just lead us towards terrible consequences. And that's the consequences. No. Yeah, the consequences. I love the idea of just clean energy and working our way towards, but when we force the issue, people pay the price, and that's really sad. Some other things that Harris brought up was had to do with reproductive health care, and she was talking about maternal mortality. Forget about the infant mortality in utero, but she's talking about it being a crisis in our country for black and indigenous folks, which to me is really interesting because colored babies have always been targeted by by a Planned Parenthood. From the very right, beginning right. of the push for abortions, it was Margaret Sanger and her racist ideology that wanted to wipe out black children. You know what? Screw you. Yeah, you. Michelle, what the heck? The Planned Parenthood locations, if you look at the map, they typically are located in neighborhoods that are t largely populated with pe by people of color. You're right. Maybe they are targeting these minority populations. And if so, yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> yeah, your babies Shoot. don't matter. Black lives Ridiculous. matter unless you're in the womb. And unless you're, yeah, unless you're a week from delivery, unless you're a day from delivery. A, or <laughs> even on. a couple of days after delivery in some Same. cases in the United States. Okay, and you're going to love this. This is why we're not putting this on some platforms because this is going to get you canceled right here. This will get you canceled. <laughs> so this is something else she said in my hometown of Seattle, Washington. She says this, and I'm going to say it. I apologize, but I'm going to say it a little bit more eloquently. There you go. She said, so these extremist leaders around the country 
are proposing and passing laws that, well, wait for it, criminalize doctors and nurses and healthcare providers, criminalize them, literally put them in jail for what? For, I don't know, saying that maybe you don't need to get vaccinated, that maybe we should test these things first, that maybe we could use something like I to treat and maybe save lives, that maybe I can use my years right. of training as a doctor to do what I know what that is best for my patients. No, it's for providing reproductive health care. So now all of a sudden she has outrage for criminalizing doctors and nurses. What the heck? Okay. So this is such a dangerous precedent, Michelle. Literally, if you talk about clipping the wings, basically, of our doctors, our scientists, people that research solutions to really big health problems, because they're all in fear for their careers, for their ability to generate an income, their ability to treat patients the way they feel like they should be treated. Man, like that's really crazy. This is, it's basically like, the lead up to like Nazi science, right? Like what is the government going to tell health professionals to start doing or not doing? I think the consequences for humanity are terrible. We don't want any of that. Horrific. Think about what do you want from your doctor? And trust me, best friend, a doctor having to hide what she thinks is best because she has to live in fear of losing her license. Even where I'm in Texas. Okay. So I would ask the doctor questions, especially when my wife was, pregnant with covid and i was like okay you're telling me they're literally quoting the cdc i was like they're like cdc guidance is i'm like i don't care what cdc guidance is what do you do what do you recommend i want to know what's coming out of your mind i don't want to know what's been told to you or imposed upon you let me know what you think based on your experience and the sad thing is a lot of doctors even here in texas are afraid to express their opinions, and that's a really terrible thing. Good for you for asking the right questions, though. Okay, a little more news from the left coast. Southern California school board race is getting contentious after revelation of scandalous sex ed curriculums. Uh, Parents are finding out what they're being with their kids are being spoon fed and they are getting irate the woking dead are wake even waking up because one tweet was great it said hey vote for us so that we can castrate children use your money to pay for abortions put pornography schools but if you don't vote for us you're a nazi and democracy will die Michelle, these crazy out of touch schools and curriculums, they're trying to teach like these. This is, it's like a how to course. It's not a this is what it is. It's a this is, how, this is like sex ed, right? Not a how to class. Thank you. Thank you. My God, pretty soon they're going to be saying, okay, who wants to come to the front of the class and give a live demonstration? Would you put it past them? Look, I'm not here. Honestly, I am not here to slam Democrats because once again, as we've talked about, it is not about, oh, us versus them. We all sin and fall short of God's glory. We all have the propensity for doing stupid. It's just that in the world we live in right now, there is one side that is being pushed and one side that is being hijacked and one side that uh, where you see some things that are just off the charts. And if you have traditionally, like my family has traditionally been very Democrat, if that's you, man, you should be more irate than the rest of the country because your point of view is being hijacked. You should be tired of it. And there is some good news, by the way, coming from the left coast, and that is old 
Old Joe Kennedy. Do you remember the high school coach in my area in Bremerton, Washington? Oh, yeah. Who just, who kneeled at the center yard line after, yeah. That's he right. is now being reinstated after having to go all the way to the Supreme Court. So good news to Joe. Well, it's, and more news, Oregon. The state of Oregon may choose a Republican govern, governor for the first time in 40 years. And you know why. Do you know why, Adam? Because Well, think about it. Okay, so our political system is fairly it's fairly cyclical, right? It's like a, we have a pendulum here. And when the pendulum swings way too far to the left, people reject it. And now it starts to swing more to the center and to the right. And all of a sudden, here we are. Oregon might have a Republican governor for the first time in 40 years. Because guess what? People are sick of all that left. They're, yeah, it's getting ridiculous. It's beyond just, I disagree with you on this policy. Let's talk about it. This is, it's just getting crazy and extreme. And people are saying, you know what? This is just, come on. It's got to stop. Yes, it had to get extreme for some of us to actually get involved. We've been too busy with our own lives and raising yeah, our true. kids and making money. Now that we can't make money anymore, you got to well, do I something. Mean, Maybe wake up. Michelle, these are, we're dealing with societal issues that do affect everybody. It doesn't just affect conservatives, doesn't just affect progressives and centrists. Everyone's dealing with inflation. Prices are high for everybody. Life is hard for most people, unless you're one of those fancy elitists like Paul Pelosi. And we'll get to him a little bit later, poor guy. And I actually mean that this time. People are sick of dealing with these issues that, frankly, are not being met with any sort of feasible solutions. We're just, we're, people are tired of being gaslit too, by the way. You call it a problem, and then all of a sudden you're just a racist for calling it a problem that actually is not a racist issue at all. There's this Fox News poll, and they, they were polling parents. And it was just asking like what people are extremely or very concerned about. And parents in this country right now are deeply concerned about inflation. Back in the spring, Michelle and I were talking about the fact that even eggs at the grocery store were about to be double or triple what you're used to paying by the fall and winter. And here we are. I think food inflation for eggs is like 30%, which is crazy. If you're trying to, if you're trying to pay to feed children, especially teenagers, especially teenage boys, or if you're trying to find formula for your baby because for whatever reason, breast milk's not an option, mm. man, like parents are dealing with real problems right now. And these high prices, this the out-of-control inflation, definitely among the burden that households are feeling. Apart from a lot of concerns, 79% of parents are concerned about what's being taught in schools, as well they should be. COVID opened up their eyes. And they're just like, wait a minute, what, what are you trying to teach my kid? No, you're not going to teach my kid about the sexual preference pizza. I think that was coming out of a course in Connecticut. When you approach these midterms, we're talking about inflation, schools, we're talking about abortion policy, which I think, frankly, is not a hugely motivating variable in the election change for most voters, especially because it's a state's rights issue. It's not a federal issue. Crime, though, Michelle, we're talking about the left, right, the left coast. Crime right now is insane in a lot of our urban centers, like super dangerous places to live, like Seattle, for instance, these defund socialist municipal city leaders are starting to experience crime themselves. And that's what they ask for, right? Stupid games win stupid prizes. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry about what's going on in Seattle. And speaking of some of the things that are really bad, according to these parents, and you see this, like you said, inflation, what's taught in our schools, if you're watching, there's horrific things. Sexualization to kids K through 12, this, the sheer concern about your children, the abortion policy, political division, and higher crime rates. It's 
horrible. Speaking of crime, another embarrassment from the left coast. Now, we have probably swear this woman is mentally unstable. It's not just left-leaning, it's mentally unstable. Look her up. Shama Sawant is self-described socialist as a city council member for Seattle. Now, she was all about defunding the police. She instituted people during, if you remember back when some of the people in the city of Seattle took over city blocks and they they dismantled the police station there, kicked the police right. out. Was that, was that Chaz or Chop? Or? Chop well, the it was Chop and then it was Chaz. So <laughs> I guess they identified as one thing one day and they identified as another. <laughs> Sounds like the left in Ooh. some regards. Sorry, don't mean to be insulting. But she instituted and encouraged people, gave out addresses so that people could go and protest at these people's, like the mayor's house. And this is now, (laughs) now talk about what's happening to her. So, you know, as the father of a very young son, at a certain point in his young child life, it's going to be like the situation where poop is funny. And (laughs) Kashama Sawant is dealing with, a recurring issue of people throwing fecal matter into her yard right now. And she's super upset about it because Seattle police are, well, guys, she says they're failing to investigate. She is the reason why she proposed cutting their budget by, I think it was $85 million in 2020. And SPD, yeah, okay, I'm sorry that someone's throwing poop in your yard. But they're also failing to, because of staffing issues, failing to investigate rapes failing to investigate acts of violence, murder. Mm-hmm. They need help, but the city is not supporting this police force. And so here she is, super upset about the fact that they're, quote, failing to investigate some poop in her yard. Six instances. Investigate. Six instances yeah, what is, you know, she wants, it needs to go to a lab. They need to test it for what the person ate for lunch. A Netflix, like, miniseries that kind of covers this story called The Turd Burglar. And basically it's like these high school kids that are, basically having doing pranks with poop. And I feel like she just needs to hire the kids that produced that, that little Netflix series and have them investigate it because Seattle police, they're busy. They're busy because the city has not resourced them with the tools and the personnel they need to do a great job. And you know what? I feel bad for Seattle PD. I don't feel bad for Kashama Sawant. Speaking of play stupid games, win stupid prizes, just a little bit south from where you are oh, down yeah. in San Francisco. And this, this is sad, but Nancy Pelosi, her husband, Paul Pelosi, he's got some legal problems of his own to drinking and driving. But today he's got some health issues because his house was actually someone invaded his house and attacked him with a hammer. I think it was either this morning or last night, hit him in the head, the body. They they have a suspect in custody, custody, which I guess that's good. But Michelle, I can't help but think that what about all the other people in San Francisco who have been victimized by violent crime? And they're not elitists. They're not like VIPs, if you will. So they don't quite get the same attention as a Paul Pelosi. I think that he'll be okay, thank goodness, because that's great. And it does sound like the suspect will be held accountable for his actions. But in San Francisco, this the left coast, you are literally, your chances of being a victim of property crime in that city, 1 in 22. That is crazy. Your chances of being a victim of violent crime in the city of San Francisco, 1 in 178. Oh, Ask yourself, is geez. that where you want to raise a family? Yeah. Uh, no. This is where 
I've heard people, it's a phrase coming out of San Francisco called compassion fatigue. And this is where we can tout that people on the left tend to be more touchy-feely than maybe logically thinking. And that is an overgeneralization, I know. And I, I don't mean to be insulting, but there are a, there is a lot of we have to feel compassion and we have to be compassionate people. But our compassion turns to cruelty when we don't hold people accountable when we just say yeah free drugs and yeah it's okay to live on the street and it's okay that this is where we're hearing this phrase compassion fatigue and it is happening and it is real and speaking of pelosi let's talk about what she's talking about a little bit of inflation Oh, the other Pelosi here, Nancy Pelosi, which she was in D.C., by the way, when her house was attacked. She's okay, if you guys were worried about that. But inflation. Okay, so the Democrats and the media seem to blame, quote, events, like events, like things that are happening in the world for the repeat policy failures that we're seeing from the Biden administration. And Nancy Pelosi is definitely a part of that group. She said, basically, she was saying the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. And if you look at what we've done to bring down the cost of prescription drugs, to bring down the cost of energy and the rest of our – basically, she babbles a little bit, says the word <laughs> legislation a couple times, and then says that, oh, everything that we're doing has been opposed every step of the way by Republicans, and we have no plan for lowering the cost of living or helping with inflation. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi basically is trying to say, don't talk about inflation. Talk about the events that we're dealing with that are leading us to all these societal issues – when in fact, okay, okay, okay. So I, I was like thinking about that a little bit, okay. And this is I, great. I kind of think what was coming from USA Today, and I was looking at what was coming from CNN. USA Today said, from Afghanistan to inflation to the baby formula shortage, Joe Biden has been hammered by events that have eroded his support, even among Democrats. And I was like, USA Today, that seems pretty like sympathetic to this poor old helpless Joe Biden who's not able to do anything to help the American people. And CNN's Chris Salitza, he said. Joe Biden can't catch a break. Okay, okay. So we're blaming the fudged Afghanistan exit, which was totally within our control. We're blaming the baby formula shortage, which, by the way, Biden administration shut down a couple baby formula plants. That was probably within their control, too. So many of the problems that we're dealing with, we were once upon a time energy independent. And with oil being a huge driver towards our economic health in this country, we're choosing to buy oil from rogue regimes, Iran, Venezuela. We're not trading with Canada. We're not producing our own oil or our own energy here in the United States. Why? Like, why is oil there better than oil here? It's not. And so looking at the media, looking at people like Pelosi, blaming everybody but themselves is really par for the course. And unfortunately, we're not gonna we're not gonna see any changes really until November 8th, the election. Okay, and let me just intervene on two counts. You mentioned the election, and you mentioned that, she said, inflation, we need to be talking about the things that are causing problems in our country. Isn't it from Nancy Pelosi and her peeps that we hear because people are socially social economic socially and economically put down and they can't get ahead that's why a b c and d but now suddenly when they have control of that yeah that yeah it's nothing to see, see here right. secondly the White House. can we talk about the election we're live on tiktok hello tiktok and somehow they decided they needed to put a link there so that just in case we're <laughs> misinformationing on 
on local elections. So thank you very much because otherwise, you know what it reminds me of? We, we go to a lot of games here in Seattle. And after games, they have police officers in the streets telling cars and people when to go when the light's green. And you're like, how do I manage to figure this out when you're not here? <laughs> That's what it reminds me of just saying. So it's like the deer crossing sign. It's oh, that's so the deer know that they can cross here. And <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. And thank you very much. TikTok. America, however, it's important that you know this because you're headed for a recession. Yeah, a big one. In fact, some economists are saying at the best, we'll have a depression. At the best? What's at the worst? At the worst, civil war. That's awful. So that's where we're headed. Now, Michelle, it's literally from recession to like deep recession, right? Like we're in a recession. If you define it economically, if you define it as a recession, we don't like that word. <laughs> I know you can't. Ask, you can't ask anybody that works for the Biden uh, economic advisory team because they gas the heck out of you. Oh, denied <laughs> like so hard. <laughs> but you know, look to look to all the president, all the leaders of the big banks, and we have our own problems with them. But even those guys are saying. Deep recession coming. Bloomberg is forecasting, I know this will shock you, a 100% chance that we're in a recession in 2023, just, which is, by the way, just like two months away. <laughs> <laughs> which but, is like, Michelle, like, you, where did that come from since we're not in a happened? recession now, even well, though the well, traditional definition of recession, if we just change, that's what we need to do. We need couple, to change the, the, we need to change the definition again, <laughs> and then we won't be in a recession. Everything's we, just we did that with obesity. We literally redefined the term obesity, but the but one of the leading causes of death in America is still heart disease, despite changing the term obesity to make it look like we were healthier. But you know what, Michelle? <laughs> this is just, just this, these are just events that Biden is dealing with. Poor guy. He's saying that he inherited these problems he inherited a broken economy is what that's he's right because now he believes okay. that gas was five dollars a gallon when he took <laughs> office which didn't happen redefine redefine you don't you keep hey, redefining you and look- you look like uh victoria's secrets <laughs> when you go into victoria's secrets and you go to buy a bra you need to look at your b cup you better look yep. for double d because they changed the label so you well, feel been- better about yourself look i have a robust bust i like it's it been a long time since i went shopping for that kind of stuff for my just kidding gotta look at actual data right and biden inherited an economy that was growing at six and a half percent he inherited this is crazy one percent inflation it's it like it's crazy and that's why larry kudlow is saying it is just part of the fraudulent almost like white is black and black is white he will not tell the truth about the economy he inherited a boom he turned it into a bust we're in a lot of trouble now and so that's the reality of our economic situation right now Shoot. <laughs> Welcome to America, ladies and gentlemen, where Michelle, up down 15, is up and up is down. That, that, that's where we live right now. Over the last 15 to 18 months, this war on fossil fuels, this crazy out of control federal spending, massive overregulating. Of course, we're going to see the stock market falling, the Fed raising interest rates. Inflation now went from 1% to 10%. Real wages are falling. They've been falling every month for 18 months straight. They're just everything is more expensive. Everyone is strapped for cash. 
And you know what? Thank goodness right now my baby Hayden can rely on breast milk because I know that when he's a teenager, he's going to be gobbling up like tons of food. My, my stepdad t- talks to me about his appetite when he was a high school junior and a high school senior eating like, you know, an entire pizza to himself, chugging like a, like a gallon of milk every couple <laughs> days or so. I'm just like, man, like you were just a freaking compactor. Yeah, just good like luck with endless, that. Endless. <laughs> good luck with that. So here I, we are. Here we are. And here we are where... You live in an America where we can't look for answers. Like science, we talk about that term settled science, and we had these marches for science, which a lot of people forgot about. Oh, march for science, and down with the science deniers who disagree with me on things like climate change. And it's not so much about disagreeing. It's just about shutting out other voices, platforming, delegitimizing, canceling, getting fired. But then when science says that there's these things called X chromosomes and XY chromosomes, oh, no, you know, it's okay. Transphobic science. <laughs> right? It's okay to have a differing point of view, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about it with these weird things called facts and let's see what, what plays out. Don't be afraid of someone who thinks differently. Oh, but we are. And that's why you're not doing a lot of Facebook or tubing right now. Neither am I. That's And we see people like Matt Walsh, who actually had to confront Antifa protesters this week. Yeah, Matt Walsh is he is he's bold. And you guys may have heard of Matt Walsh. He's the guy who had the What is a Woman documentary, which by the way, I highly recommend that from the Daily Wire crew. Michelle, I don't know if you have the video available here of Matt Walsh speaking at the Capitol of Tennessee, but I think his words were pretty powerful. Let me see if I can pull up the video. Is this it? Yeah, yeah. So that is Oh, that's one of the crazy uh, little meltdowns following activity there, but just to kind of summarize, he was basically leading this rally to end child mutilation. And just by being there, his very presence alone was enough to just make people just lose. Like he had about 3,000 people in attendance at the Tennessee Capitol, and then a majority of those people were there to support him. You're talking about parents, you're talking about people that literally have skin in the game, right? They're kids. And he was trying to end medical transgender treatments. For, I love what he said because you hear the far left, you hear these people say, we're going we're gonna to conduct gender affirmation care, gender affirmation surgery. Matt Walsh is, we're not going to do any of that. We're going to do child affirmation. We're going to affirm the kid. We're going to support the child and that child's best interests. And he said to these Antifa protesters, oh, I think the video, is that the video right there? Yep, that's the video right here. And before I play it, a reminder, you can find us live on Facebook. You can find us live at MyMichelleLive.com. And we are on TikTok for some behind the scenes of what's going on. And I'm going to ask the TikTok users, I just got a notice that people are reporting this. We're getting reported for saying things that, oh, no, you're saying things that we don't like. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to ask you if you're on TikTok, ask people to join. And let's just show them that free speech is still a thing, right? It's It's still a thing. Let's listen to Matt Wall. These people here, they don't want you to hear what we have to say because they're cowards. They can't engage in the argument. All they could try to do is shut us down and silence us, but it's not going to work. We're still here. We're not going anywhere. We're still here. So what is the cause that we are here for? It's very simple. We are here to fulfill one of our most fundamental obligations as Americans, as adults, as human beings, and that is to protect our children. 
That is why we're here. And that is why we're here, and that's why we should be here, because now we're at a place where gender-affirming care does not require any doctor's letters, doesn't require a diagnosis. So you can mutilate children, children who still believe in Santa Claus, and then all of a sudden believe that they're another sex, denying those X and XY chromosome facts of science. What the heck? Not not even requiring parental consent anymore, Michelle. Absurd. (laughs) A judge here in Oh, that's so yesterday. uh, So yesterday, right? This is just so insane. You have divorced parents. You have this poor little kid under the age of 11. I think he's a nine-year-old. And basically the biological father is trying to protect his son from undergoing gender transition, like uh, the hormones, the surgery, the whole nine yards, because the mom wants to basically take the kid from Texas to California and go through this transition process. Kids are going to say what is given to them, right? Your kid's going to regurgitate everything you say. And so when my kid is in school, the teacher's going to hear some things that my wife and I talk about. And I'm sure some of those things will be inappropriate and funny, but it's not something that kids should be saying. When a kid like this is wearing dresses, when a kid like this is saying certain things, it's because this is what the mom has told the kid to say and to do. The dad literally has no rights, according to a judge, a judge, a Democrat activist judge, I should say, is allowing the mom to go forward with this irreversible, incredibly damaging act that this poor child is going to live with as an adult. That parents literally are not able to say no. To the- Only that, but as I mentioned, the, and you had sent me the link, so we should have this on our site, the Med- American Medical Association and American Academy of Pediatrics and Children's Hospital Association called on big tech, the Department of Justice, to identify, to target, and censor Americans who oppose this radical gender right. surgery to minors. Seriously. That's right. That's right. Does you that look like America to you? Does that, I, does that even look like America? It really doesn't, especially when judges are saying that by protecting your child. You're a child. We saw a judge in Canada throw a dad in jail for trying to stop his daughter from going through the transformation that the school was pushing on the daughter that the daughter thought she wanted. This is a child here, by the way, whose brain is not even finished developing. It's crazy now that we have the DOJ and big tech, really organizations that used to hold a lot of credibility. The American Medical Association, these are institutions. And when you can't trust the institutions in society, society breaks down, right? And we're seeing these institutions. Government is, governs best when it governs closest to home. When you stop thinking that these, these ascended people know so much more 